I, you know, I wish I had that experience of a lot of things in life, you know, because like there's, there's a lot of times where I pe see people have these like very intense loves of the thing, the, you know, the music, the art, the whatever, where I go, I cannot think of a time that I have ever experienced it to a depth where I was like, nope, don't like that, you know, like uh, from an audio cue. <clears throat> that brings me to, we recorded a mini-sode a while back that we ended up dumping because it got way too real. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I it started with this observation of mine, which is for a guy who seems to obsess about media, I don't think I've ever seen you have an emotional... I've never seen you laugh at a movie. I've never seen you laugh at a comedy special. Mm -hmm. I've never seen you laugh at another comedian on stage. I can't imagine a movie touching you to the point where you cry. So I'm just fascinated by a guy who seems to stone cold let this stuff wash over him the last movie one of the last movies i watched was Encanto. i don't i hope i'm saying right. that right the disney movie yes i was a goddamn mess mm -hmm. at the end i was a mess to the point where i was like this isn't happening to me this rarely happens to me I usually just kind of go, oh, that's a little sad. I might sometimes get a little misty. I was a disaster at the end of that movie. It's, it's funny that you bring up Encanto because, uh, so I I saw it with the Toshas, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, one of them was not okay with that movie at all. <laughs> uh, the I wonder which one that was. Uh, the other one... Uh, we were laughing because we were just like, this continues Disney's trend of, I need my parents to apologize to me, but I don't know how to tell them that. Uh, oh, sure. The trope is there. I, I don't. Right. Um, and I mean, and by the way, not only is the trope there, but I, I mean, I saw it coming. It wasn't, I mean, if you're, if you've been paying attention to Disney for the last decade or so, it, you, you know, yeah. It wasn't hard to see the horizon, you know. Right, yeah. It yeah, I mean it's very you know I, I will say this. I love Pixar movies. I love all the stuff Disney's done. Apparently that one was not Pixar. I thought it was. Oh, that really? was yeah, that was just Disney proper. Hmm. Uh so well good on somebody. Yeah, good on them. The, yeah. Um you know, I love you know, I love their stuff in general, but uh I will say between like that turning red i think even the light year there's a mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a thing of like there's this weird trend it feels like for the last five years like somebody at pixar went to therapy yeah and like came into the office and they made and inside out right and then they're like i really just need my dad to apologize for not taking me to my eighth grade soccer game and then like somebody in the cubicle next to them was like oh shit i need my dad to apologize <laughs> for me not too. taking me to that pizza party you know and everyone in the office, you know, it just makes me think in like 15 years if there's going to be like inside out four is like parents. It like parents not, do understand. Right. Right. Exactly. Like going on like the complete reverse of like my dad was actually very loving. I don't understand what the rest of you were talking about. Uh, but 
I do have the. So I, that's. It's, I I don't know what the question is, but it's just. So to answer your question, because yeah. from last time, you yeah. have to say it on mic. I do have those experiences. You know, I have those experiences quite a bit, but. You know, kind of like I said last time, Big Fish is a movie that will open-handedly get me to weep. I just have a very difficult time expressing that or expressing those emotions in general when other people are present and oftentimes on the first watch through of something because usually the first time through I am thinking overthinking or overanalyzing mm. what I am visually seeing. Sure. So, you know, there's a lot, you know, a lot of times when I watch comics on a special or on stage or whatever, I am going, I am literally looking at them and being like, okay, uh, so he said this bit and that bit got a big laugh react. And part of that is because when he said that thing about his dick, he leaned back at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> so that way people could be more visually understanding of that's what he was talking about. I'm, I'm so glad I'm not uh, you right now. <laughs> that's <sounds> so awful. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, like when I watched the Bill Burr special, there are plenty of, there are plenty of jokes in there that are hilarious, but like, the first time through, I was literally watching going like, all right, this is the mic placement. When he said this bit about that or when he was talking about his demons, you know, he did that thing with his eyes where he, you know, widened them to show that he's being more expressive about his emotional content, you know, which works better with this bit, which flows into this bit. You know what like concerns me before. about what you're saying is that. I'll bet you a million dollars Bill Burr isn't thinking any of that. He probably He's isn't. He's just performing right. it. But here's the thing. For somebody like me, and there are other people out there like me, I'm sure. <laughs> there must be. Well, I, no, I'm sure. I, I am sure if somebody wanted to sit me down and test me, it's like, okay, we're not saying you're autistic. But, <laughs> um, you're Asperger's light. Right. Uh, but you know, for people like me or people who are similar to me, you know, there's a thing of you process that in the moment you, so that way you can internalize it. So that way, when it comes time for you to do it, there's no thought to it. <laughs> but don't you ever just <laughs> like feel stuff when you're doing it and just do it? Well, that's usually on the second time through. Like when I, you know, again, I will watch a movie that there's a lot of times in which like I will watch something and I will feel, you know, my eyes get watery and then my brain goes, all right, we'll finish watching it first and then we can watch it again and see if we still feel that way. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. Because, you know, for me, there's a certain amount of it that I really feel like I really <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm reading a serial killer's journal right now. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> like he's been locked away for 10 years <laughs> and he's starting to figure out why he likes to kill people. Fuck you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 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 
God damn. No, man. Now I, I'm crying. A lot of that stuff just comes from like a basic stoicism. <laughs> but no, because the, there's a certain belief uh, that I've always had of like you manage your emotions. You manage, you know, who you are and how you're. You yeah, know, that's a real great way to be dead inside and never feel joy well, because you, you don't actually laugh when something funny happens. Well, guess what? <laughs> I am dead inside. This is the reason why we didn't publish the first one. Remember, yeah. motherfucker? That's true. Uh, oh, Jesus. You ever, like, laugh to the point where you feel, like, cleansed? <laughs> yes. Uh, I've just been saved. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I don't know. And, you know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of it in which, you know, like you... I, you know, I experience all the emotions, yada, 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 you know. it. So... I find myself a lot of times either overthinking the thing, like we just talked about... Or because I have already internalized a lot of the emotions and the process and the thought process the second time around, it is just pure emotion, mm. you know, like big fish. I will absolutely start bawling. And, you know, like we talked about last time, part of the reason why is because I've already seen big fish a number of times to internalize the thought of, oh, yeah, no one's going to show up to your funeral more than likely. Well, we're not going to get into that because we'll have to turn the mic off. But I, right. first of all, you know that's not true, so shut up. And second of all, that's that's depressing. But I, also, like, didn't the didn't in that movie don't the people show up to his funeral? Isn't that the whole shtick? So the whole shtick is that uh, he's been that telling these tall wild, tales right. about he turns twins into Siamese twins. He turns this right. person into that person. Whatever. But that, so, to what I'm saying in this context is the internalized thought is you will not get that. Okay. Well, that's not even you crying know, at the movie. Uh, that's like some other shit you're right. that you're dealing with. That's like, <laughs> oh, God, now it's even funnier on another level. That's like you watched Abbott and Costello and went, this reminds me of when I used to get beat as a child, and you're crying over that. I mean, that like we can go that route, but, you know, it's the thing of, like, you watch or read a story, you experience media or whatever. Have you ever then- in your life watched a movie, saw a character die or win, or overcome, or whatever, and had emotional reaction to the thing that happened in the movie. Yes. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get to. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. I'm trying to of think that. of a time that's ever happened to me, ever. No, well, I mean, like, you know, uh, like, going back to childhood, you know, like, to this day. To I childhood. Let me, in the let, last let me, five years. Let me, let me, no. Well, fuck you. Let me finish. Years. Let me finish. As a, you know, going back to childhood, a good example of, like, who and who framed Roger Rabbit? To this day, I still freak out a little bit watching that shoe get dipped. Okay. Into the into the dip. Yeah, it's an upsetting you know? scene. It's an ups. It is a, and it's part of me that's like, oh no, you know, the poor shoe, yada yada yada. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I have those experience plenty of times, you know, watching movies, but a lot of times, again, that ends up being on the second playthrough because there is part of me that is either watching the movie and just kind of parsing the story and trying to understand it from either like a script writing perspective or from like a film perspective to be like, okay, why would you film? Why would you film falling down in this light? Mm -hmm. Right. Why would you film, you know, uh, the Avengers in this context okay, you do this because that way you need this character to look morally superior. So, you know, you put the camera angle at this position as opposed to this position, you know, Civil War. When is the last time you got sucked into a movie the first time where that stuff evaporated? Ooh, that is a much harder question to answer. I cannot think of anything recently Mm -hmm. so so i think some of what you're talking about as much as i'm shitting on you some of what you're talking about i do think there there does come a point where once you know how the sausage is made it's hard to not see the sausage Mm -hmm. you know i was watching uh the changeling last night and george c scott's in it and he's fucking awesome and there was this one little moment where the woman basically dismisses him okay well you can go now and she kind of pushes past him to get through the door. And so he, and he's like a giant compared to her. He's a big guy anyway, but then compared to her, he's like twice her size. And he kind of, I, I can't do it audio, but the, he kind of backs up against the door and kind of makes this face like, okay, I guess she's pushing her way past me. And then he kind of looks at the woman next to him like, okay, I don't know. I guess she's just like pushing past me right now. Mm-hmm. And it was so natural that there was a part of my brain that kicked in and went like, no, that's just good acting. Right. Because he's not actually experiencing that emotion. You know, he's just either she just really pushed past him and he went with it or they like super rehearsed it beforehand. So she's going to push past you and then you're going to press against the door and then you're going to look at the other lady like none of that was fucking real. Right. You know, and to me, to that, to your uh, to your point, my experience with movies a lot of times uh, tends to be let me experience this thing kind of like a rehearsal sure. on the first time okay. through. And then the second time is just the natural reaction. It is. Okay. It is. I have seen this anime, you know, and I love these characters, uh, you know, and I am rewatching this episode and it's only on the second point or second time through in this episode because I watched this season, you know, a year ago that I really felt bad for so-and-so yeah. as opposed to just like. So, <laughs> so we've, we've checkmarked a few Rafik is a serial killer boxes on the left. Let's go all the way. Do you really like hurting young no. at a small animal? So let's, animals? let's check mark some Rafik is not a serial killer boxes on the right. Your first viewing of the thing is your analytical view. Typically. Typically. Yes. Then once you've kind of, it all, you haven't made it sound like a burden. To me, it sounds like a burden. Like, you can't just enjoy the thing. You have to go in, whatever. So your first viewing is your analytical viewing. Now that you know what's coming, 
and you've already seen that low shot and that acting moment and the whatever. Now you can actually just experience characters in a situation. Yeah. I mean, usually, I mean, sometimes, you know, it'll take me like, you know, especially when it comes to like comedy specials and things like that, it will take me like two or three times through because, you know, there's a first time where it's like, all right, I'm viewing this and I'm parsing everything. And then, you know, maybe on the second time it's like, all right, now that I know how everything looks, you know, my brain will go, all right, let's think of the writing behind this. Mm-hmm. And then on the third time, it's like, all right, this is just because I enjoy, you know, kid radio or, you know, uh, whatever uh, special. Um, okay. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, and again, just on the stoic mastering your emotions side of things, there's a lot of it of like, you will see a scene in a movie that will elicit an emotional bid, you know, and there is a conscious effort of like, we're not doing that right now. Mm. It's sad that so-and-so died. We know that, but that's not what we're doing. We're watching the scene because you know, it's the next scene in the movie, but also, you know, to understand why this would elicit that emotion. Okay. Is it sad because so-and-so's dog died? No, it's not sad because so-and-so's dog died. It's sad because we already saw three scenes prior that so-and-so has a bad home life And And the dog is his way out, and then the dog died, or whatever. Right, and this is a representation of, you know, like, the death of childhood innocence, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And again, this is, like, the first viewing through. Got it. And then on viewing two in, like, three years, when I see that scene, probably by myself, I'll be at home tearing up. You're like, no, you fucking cry like a pussy, man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Encanto made me cry. Yeah. Well, so (laughs) again, though, like Encanto for me made me go like, yo, I already know why someone's Hispanic grandmother hits them with a slipper. Like, (laughs) like, like I get, I already do that. Like this is, this is not a, this is like a white person thing to be like, but we have to explain why grandmother would be so mean. And it's like, no, grandmother had a, Bad fucking life, you know? What I like those movies that, uh, <clears throat> I like those movies that kind of tickle both parts simultaneously, where you, you get analytical, but then you also get like whatever emotional investment. Those you know? are, the, to me, I. To me, I feel like those movies are typically indicated by like movies that are just the best. <clears throat> Did you see The Last Candyman? Uh, the most recent one? No. One of the most brilliant movies I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I I was just floored. It is, without getting too into it, like, it's a movie about itself. Mm -hmm. And it knows it's about itself. And it's not trying to hide the fact that it's about itself. Mm -hmm. And so there's that layer. Then there's the layer of discussing the, you know, socio-political ramifications of this reality right so now so i'm thinking about this movie is making comments on itself now i'm thinking about this movie is making comments on gentrification 
But then it's also making comments on forms. There's literal gentrification of taking over a neighborhood, but then there's also gentrification of stealing someone's old stories and reappropriating them for your experience. And, you know, it's just, there's so many brilliant intellectual layers on that movie. Oh, and by the way, it's also about a scary monster man with a hook hand who kills you. Right. Like that, as far as I'm concerned, is the highest form of art. You just you nailed every possible box. Right. And to me, though, that's usually when I can tell that it's a good movie. Black Panther and Infinity War are great examples of that working for me in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Because watching Black Panther elicited so many so many moments where I had to rein myself in to be like, okay, stop getting hype. You're going to miss it. <laughs> okay, so that was a movie you had an emotional reaction right. to. Yay! Uh, but I don't think that was we within, found one. That wasn't within the last five years, though. Uh, you know, like when Captain America showed up in Infinity War, I fucking wooed with everyone else. <laughs> nice. You know, uh, did fucking, everyone tell you about Hulk fucking smash? No, dude. When the first Avengers came out, me and a whole big group of guys went to go see it. And, you know, they they very intentionally keep the Hulk, like, at bay in the film. And finally, mm-hmm. they they turn him loose. You know, Cap is given orders. You do this, you do this, you do this. Hulk, smash. But then they don't just cut to him smashing. They You know, it shows everybody else doing everything. And then finally, it shows him, like, beating the shit out of aliens and slamming them into walls. And then, if you were in the theater that day, you heard a lone voice in the back go, Hulk! Fucking smash! I lost <laughs> my mind. <laughs> right? And that, to me, that's like the pinnacle of like good storytelling. You know, good storytelling passes the emotion from what you're seeing and hearing into you. It's that boomerang that you talked yeah. about before. And for me, I don't experience that a lot with most media, but. Or I should say, experience that a lot with most media on the first view through. But when I do experience, I go, oh, this is a good film. Yeah. This is a great, you know, thing because you took the thing from the movie and pulled it out of my head. You looked at it, you're like, aha, uh-huh, this is sadness. And then you shoved it back in. <laughs> and then my brain went, we sad. We sad right now. Me have feelings <laughs> in heart area. Everything we do matters. Hey, thanks for listening to that episode of So How About This. Whatever you are using to listen, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, hit whatever extra button they make you push these days. On Twitter, you can find us at So How About This One. The words are so how about this, followed by the number one. Leave us some beautiful comments there. Ask us questions. If you want us to talk about something on the podcast, let us know. We'll bring it up while we record, and uh, we'll see you next time.